Uh, I just want to start in John chapter 12, uh, verse 23. It's something that, this is the scripture that's something that's been going on inside of me, and, I, and I've been meditating on it and speaking it and speaking it. But uh, I was just like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to me through this? And he just gave me a few things. And for the past little while, um, you know, it's, it's just like what Gleb was saying. You know, God said, he, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. You know, he wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to bear much fruit. He wants you to bear fruit so that you can be a blessing to others. And, uh, you know, so this scripture was going on in my mind. And Jesus said, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, Except the corn of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So I'm just going to read what Jesus said, you know. So he started in verse 23 of chapter 12. He said, Jesus answered him, saying unto him, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. And this is where he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall on the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. For he that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life uh, in this world will keep it for eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Before I get into my message, I just want to honor, you know, first of all, Pastor Gary and Nancy. Uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to preach on this pulpit, it's, it's an honor, and I thank you for that, and, and I love you, and, and uh, we're believing God's best for you, that you're healed and made whole in the name of Jesus. And Pastor Paul and Shirley, you know, my spiritual mom and dad, I, I love them. They, they're their best. They're the best of the best. And uh, I, I wouldn't be who I am today uh, if it wasn't for them. And, um, but, you know, also, I just want to take care of the little things, you know. The, it's, it's New Covenant Ministries Church, you know, that, that we come together and we, and we gather and we come and hear the word and stuff, but nothing would be done if it wasn't for our ushers, if it wasn't for our greeters. You know, when we come through those front doors, they're the first faces that we see. And, you know, I remember a long time ago when I was, back in the day when I used to go to youth group, um, uh, we used to have some youth pastors there, and they told me, said, James, he said, uh, he said, people... Young people will come to youth group just because you are there. And I never understood that. And I was like, really? Well, you know, I'm not that important. But they said, no, you make them feel loved. You make them feel accepted. You know, you, you embrace them. You talk to them. You build them up. You exhort them. You encourage them. But, you know, that's what the ushers and the greeters do. You know, they're the first faces we see. And, you know, some people come back to church just because that person's at the front door. You know, and how much of an honor it is for like, you know, Dale and, and Carolyn, you know, to be at the interact station where we pay our tithe and stuff, you know, that's an honor too. You know, and, you know, Rick and Ann and, and, and Dee, I love when I'm sitting up in the front there and Dee comes over to the bucket, you know, and I get to put my offering in there. That's an honor. I thank, I thank, I thank the ushers for that. You guys are doing a great job. Rick, you gave me a drink of water. Thank you for that. But anyways, uh, so yeah, but our, but our life should be an example, an example to, you know, the ones that we come in contact with through our day, um, you know, even our workplace. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like, um, it's like I was preaching before about humility and stuff. You know, a lot of people in, in this time and in, in, in this age are, are selfish and selfishness always looks to, you know, Hey, what can I get from you? 
But if, if you're living for God, it's just like, hey, what can, I, what can I do for you? How can I bless you? How can I be um, a blessing to you? And, uh, you know, nothing that we've done will ever uh, earn our salvation. You know, it's a free gift. And I remember this time where um, one, of my, uh, one of my coworkers that I was working with, um, we went to this house and I overheard this, this gentleman talking in the car and he was saying, uh, he was talking something about the Lord or church or something like that. And so anyways, he came in afterwards, and uh, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, when I, when I hear people that are Christians, I'm, like, I'm kind of like, okay, let's, let's, let's test them a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's have some fun. And nothing, nothing mean, nothing mean like that, but I, I like to have fun. And because Jesus, he's fun, right? He's good, but he's fun, you know? Um, but yeah, so anyways, he, he came in and I said, you know, how's, uh, how was 2020 for you? He says, oh, he says, you know, I miss traveling and stuff like that. And, you know, I miss going over to England and blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, yeah, so why do you go over there? And so, but I knew he was a Christian. Right? He goes, oh, yeah, we love missions trips and stuff like that. I said, missions trips, hey? I said, so like, like you're, you're, you believe in God? He goes, oh, yeah. So like, you know, like you go to church and stuff? He goes, oh, yeah. And so I said, well, uh, I said, how do I get to heaven? Right? Here's my, my, my coworker with me, right? But this is how simple it is. He just said, you just believe on the Lord Jesus. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You know? And he talked about being born again and filled with his, with his spirit and stuff like that. But he made it in a way that it was so simple that I can see in the corner of my eye, the face on my, my coworker, he's like, yeah, I never heard it like that before, you know? And I was like, so really, it's that easy? I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, it's that easy. I said, so all I got to do is Romans 10, 9, and 10. He goes, oh, you must be a Christian. You know the scripture. So I said, Yeah. But anyway, you just had some fun, right? But, you know, that's why it's so important to live our lives, uh, you know, day by day. Live, live by what he gives you in your heart. You know what I mean? What he, he gives you, uh, fresh manna from heaven. What he gives you in your spirit. It's, it's not for you. It, well, it is for you. But most of the time, it's, it's for others to, to be a ministering to, be a blessing to. And, um, you know, so, like, even... Even when I read my Bible, every time I read my Bible, I see something different. I see something new and and encourages me. And it gives me revelation. It gives me light. And I, and I love that. You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, you know, to study, to show yourself approved unto God. You know, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, uh, you know, James 1.22, and he also says to be a doer of the word. You know, each... Each day we're supposed to, you know, wake up and say, hey, listen, God, what do you want to do today? You know, how can I apply the word that you've given me today, you know, in my life? And, uh, but uh, John chapter 12, let's get back into the word. John chapter 12, um, skip a page over verse. Let's go with verse 30, 35. It says, and then Jesus said to them, yet a little while, is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walks in darkness knows not whither he goes. 
For while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be children of the light. And these things spoke Jesus from, uh, these, spoke th- these things spoke Jesus, and he departed and did hide from them himself, from them. But verse 37, he says, but through, uh, but, sorry, the, but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. That saying uh, of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which was spoke by the Lord, who hath believed our report, to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed. Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said this again, he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, and that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart. And he converted that, and I should heal them, he said. But in verse 41, he says, these things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and he spoke of him. You know, you could go to church all your life and still have your heart hardened. You could still have um, your eyes not see the, the truth, you know? Like I, I went to a, an Anglican church for years, and, you know, I thought I was on my way to heaven, but no, I, I wasn't. I was still doing the same things. I was still doing the same bad things. Anyway, and so, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, realize, I didn't have my eyes open until, you know, I, I met Pastor Paul at, at an ICF and, you know, my eyes were opened. And really when my eyes were open is when he, um, when he first called me up and said, do you have a Bible? And as soon as I read the first scripture in the Bible, my eyes, the eyes of my understanding were enlightened and I knew the truth. And I knew that my biggest worry in, in my life, you know what I mean? Am I going to heaven? you know, was, was answered. Jesus said, you know, he's going to separate everything and come back for you, you know, for, for me. He made it personal. And, uh, you know, even the past um, 2020, you know, like, yeah, sure, things have been hard, but I've seen a lot of hearts softened. I've seen, I've seen a lot of eyes opened, you know, and uh, sure, you know, like even, even one of my coworkers that I prayed for for years like he, he came up to me and he started talking to me about Jesus, talking about God. And, you know, I asked him, I said, what made you come to Christ? He said, I knew I just couldn't do it on my own anymore. You know, he always believed in God, but his heart was hardened towards him. But, you know, what made it, what made it soft? When he humbled himself. He said, Lord, I need you. And what, what happened? Jesus came into his heart, you know, and he got saved, you know, and I was... And I said, I said to him, I said, man, I prayed for you for years. And he just looked at me and said, wow, thank you. You know, and like, I, I, don't, I don't preach there, but I'm an influence there, you know. And, uh, you know, they know that I'm a Christian. They know what I believe. But, um, you know, it's, but I've seen a lot of fear, you know. But more, it's been a, it's been a place of uh, opportunity you know, for the minister of the gospel out of everything that was going on. You know, I think 2020 was, was the best year of my life. You know, don't get me wrong. I, there's a lot of stuff that came in and could have got in and rooted in, but I said, no, I said, no, that's not a God. And I just cast that down, you know, and you know, the Bible says in Acts 10 38, it said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy ghost and power. He said, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And he spoke to that me. He said, he said, James, he said, uh, he said, you'll see, he said, many want to see the signs. And he said, you will. But he said, try doing good first. 
try doing good for us. I was like, okay. I was like, you got something there. You know, so I said, all right, Lord. So, you know, and the pastor's been talking about the glory of God. You know, and we've been saying, Lord, show us your glory. Show us your glory. And we see the glory of God in the Old Testament, but we see the glory of God in the New Testament by who? By his son, Jesus. The glory of God. So, you know, uh, and even, even uh, you know, when I read it in John chapter um, 12, verse 41, it says, and even uh, these things said Isaiah, when he saw his glory, he spoke in him. Isaiah seen the glory of God. He's seen, this, he's seen Jesus. And, uh, you know, he, but I like what the Passion Translation says, that he's seen his splendor. And so anyways, I, I looked up the word splendor in the dictionary. It means, uh, it literally means uh, brightness, display, and richness. I was like, man, that is, that is powerful. But, you know, it's like when people see you, like when people see Marg at the front door. They see something different. They see a light, right? And like I said, you know, people will come back just because of her smile, just because of her, you know, taking the time to make people feel accepted and loved, you know? And it's, it's time to, to, to be the light, you know? And, and, I, and I was like, okay, God, you know, when, when you're preaching and you're preparing something, you're like, okay, God, I want to, I just want to hear from you. Am I, am I seeing the right thing? You know, Reverend Ann came up to me and she goes, Oh, you're just going to do so good tonight. What would you say? Romans chapter 13. You just put on the armor of light. And I was just like, whew. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, but the thing is, there's, there's you know, what's that old saying goes? There's, there's two miles of ditch for every road, you know? And the thing is, we've we got to stay on the road. You know, that's why he said, you know, in, I mentioned it before in 2 Timothy, you know, to study to show yourself approved. You know, so we can rightly divide the word of truth. You know, if you can rightly divide it, you can wrongly divide it. You know, and, and even, even in the past year and a half, I've done it myself, you know, where I have, uh, you know, been believing and listening to things that I shouldn't be listening to. You know, like talking about the government, you know, like all that stuff. And I, because it, it's bombarding you sometimes. But you gotta, you gotta really, okay, Lord, what do you wanna say to me through this? And so, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I found myself rebelling against authority and stuff like that. And uh, no, you're not bad, but you know, like I was like, I don't want to wear a mask and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, why can't I go to church and this, but, but I said, no, Lord, I just, I humble myself before you. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but all I can say is, you know, the Bible says in uh, James chapter five, uh, verse 16, it says, uh, it says, if you confess your faults one to another and pray for one another, you would be healed. And then he says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, like we, we need each other. Sure. You know, it was hard not going to church, but you know what? The gospel was being preached. The gospel was on the internet. You know, like what pastor Paul was saying, like we got everything ready before this whole thing came down. But, you know, the gospel's out there, you know, like even down in Barton, in uh, St. Mary's uh, Church there, over 300 people, like he doesn't even, I don't even think he has 30 people in his church. Over 300 people were watching his services. You know, how many people are watching you? You know, how you live and how you conduct yourself. Like, it really, it really, you know, 
it, it really opened my eyes, you know, and, but the Bible says he corrects those he loves. And I just said, Lord, you love me. You love me. And, you know, like First Timothy, we'll go to First Timothy. And I'm just, I'm just telling you what God was showing me. And, um, you know, it really, it really humbled me, really. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm thankful for the word, you know, that, that corrects me and encourages me. And uh, so First uh, Timothy um, chapter 2, you know, uh, the Bible says, uh, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, all supplications and prayers and intercessions uh, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Notice there's three classes of people in the world, you know, and I'll mention to you. Uh, he says, for all men, first, number one. And he said, for kings, number two, and all them that are in authority. That uh, we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. He said in verse three, he said, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. And in verse four, he said, who will have all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth? That hit me. I was like, I can't talk bad about anybody. I can't. I have to, I have to pray for my leaders just like I pray for my neighbor. They're made in the image of God. We, we, we can't talk bad about anybody. We're supposed to be Christians, and what, what do they know us by? Our love, you know? And um, so, you know, when people see you, you display his goodness. You display his richness. You know, even in our conversation with people, you know, what we pray and what we say, it's, uh, it's important. You know, I, I wrote down in my Bible, um, in my, uh, in my, my um, margin here, I said, uh, there is no truth when no extortion, there is no truth, no extortation, there is no truth when no extortation is coming out of your mouth. I'll say it again. There is no truth when no exhortation is coming out of your mouth. If you're not exhorting somebody, if you're not lifting up somebody, when you pray and when you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're speaking to them, if you're not exhorting them and building them up, then what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking what God's saying to me, you know, and it, it changed me. You know, and, um, but, you know, we do, we do have a fight. We do have a fight. You know, the Bible says, well, let's look, look over to um, just the next page over, chapter 6. Um, yeah, we have a fight. He says in verse uh, 11, he says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. Flee these things. Don't you notice how Paul, he, you know, he presents, uh, he presents the issue, but he, he always gives you a solution to the problem. You know, and, I, and I love that. You know, sometimes we, we, we have an issue, we just go to the word and, and he, he takes care of that, right? And we should always be in the word. We should always be, like pastor says, always be in the word, always meditate and speak it out. And, you know, just like Joshua said too, but... Um, I, I just hear pastor's voice in my head all the time. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but yeah, you know, but so he said, but thou, O man, flee um, these things. So what was he talking about? You know, you can read it um, if you want. You know, he says in verse four and five, uh, he says, 
let, let me read it in the, um, in the Passion Translate. Well, no. Anyways, you can read it yourself. My phone's over there, so I'm going to leave it over there. But anyways, let's go and just read verse 11. It says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. He said, fight the good fight of faith and hold on to eternal life. Where also you are called and have professed a good profession before what? Many witnesses. What's your confession before many witnesses? You know, are you encouraging each other? Are you building each other up? You know, are you honoring each other? You know, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself, you know, because I want to I honor God in everything that I do. But, you know, if you really truly honor God, you'll honor each other. You know, you'll honor, you'll honor their, their, his creation, you know. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians. Isn't it good to be in the word? 2 Corinthians. So you have a fight. To, you have a fight. And um, your problem is, is never about people. Your problem is never about people. It's always about a spirit behind it. You know, we, we, we can't come against people. We've got to come against the spirit behind it. You know, and the Bible says um, in uh, chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. He said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every hard thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He said, and bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. He says, and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Like Ashton was talking tonight, you know, all he wants is your obedience. That's all he wants. He, all he wants is your obedience. When he says to do something, do it. Might sound crazy sometimes, but just do it. You know, and that, that word strongholds, I looked that up and it says, a person holding a controversial, controversial uh, viewpoint. You know, when somebody comes up to you and has a controversial controversial a viewpoint on something, what are we supposed to do? Well, you know, we, we listen to them, but we have to walk in love and we have to, you know, the Bible says, be ready at all times to give a man an answer, you know, and let your speech be what? Seasoned with, seasoned, seasoned with grace, <laughs> you know? But, um, but anyways, 1 Corinthians, go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, so uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, no, or says what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have a God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Your life is not your own. He's given you the keys to lead people. And the keys... Number one, it's to, to lead people to reconciliation. And number two, redemption. He's given you the ministry of reconciliation and redemption. Why, why do I say those two things? Because God loves people. He loves you. He loves people. He, he is, his desire is that all men would come into the knowledge of the truth, like I said. you know. And uh, three keys to lead people. Number one, if you're writing these down, let all things be done through love. Let all things done, be done through love. You know, when you, uh, when you go about your day, you know, I, well, when I go about my day, I say, Lord, I thank you that I am love. I show love. I speak love. 
you know, I minister love. And uh, number two, your words of exhortation or encouragement. Always have something good to say to somebody. You know, like even when I'm in the grocery store, you know, I used to, used to say, oh, have a great day. You know, people used to like, they, I used to watch people's face and they used to go, like, why'd you say that? You know, here I am working. I don't, I want to I be off, you know? But, but you know, I noticed when I, when I said that, you know, that their countenance changed, but I was like, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you, what do you want to say through me to be an encouragement? So now I say, you know, you know, I hope you have a great day. And it goes by fast. And I tell you, their whole countenance changes. And they're like, yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? And then I, then I put the icing on the cake and say, you know what? I hope you get no cranky customers. You know what I mean? And, but you know what? At the end of it, they're smiling and they're laughing. And then I'm like, have a great day. People won't ever remember what you say, but they'll remember how you feel. You know, how you make them feel. You know, so number three is a point of contact. People need a visual. During 2020, yeah, it was hard, you know, not coming to church and stuff like that. And for me as a people person, I love people. I, you know, I told Heather, I was like, this is hard. I got, I got to do something. I got to go fishing with Jordy. I got to do something. You know what I mean? And, I, but I, I, I love people and I, and I miss coming to church, but it's just temporary. It's just temporary, you know? So, you know, how much is someone's life worth to you? How much is someone's life, is someone's life valuable to you? It is to me. You know, I, we had this little joke going on with our besties there, uh, you know, Ashton and Justin, Jordan and Tiffo. Anyways, we, were, we had to pick up Justin and Tiffany, or Justin and um, Ash to take them to church one time. We were going through Starbucks. And so, so anyways, I was, star- I was at Starbucks and... Uh, so I get to the, uh, the, um, the drive-thru, and, and, and I knew this, this, there's, this, there's this Asian lady that worked there. And I thought, she was, uh, I thought she was Chinese. So I go, ni hao, like this, right? And, and ni hao means hello, how are you? Like ni hao ma, you know, means hello, how are you in Chinese? And I just heard silence. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, gosh. Here I am, Jamesy boy, embarrassing myself, right? Justin in the front, Mary and Heather's in the back, and Heather's like, stop it. So anyways, I go, I go, I go, kumustaka. <laughs> so kumustaka means uh, hello, right, in, in Filipino. And I hear silence. I'm like, oh, gosh. And so anyways, I ordered my drinks and I just went up to the, th- I went up to the counter of my, or went up to the drive-thru and I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, I said, how are you today? And she just looked at me, right? She's like, oh, who's this guy? Right? And here it is, you know, like she heard Heather and Mary in the background and Justin just laughing. And I was like, I was so embarrassed. I was like, so how are you today? She goes, Oh, it's my birthday. I was like, your birthday? I said, well, here you go. Here's a tip. I gave her 20 bucks. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it's... But, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I, I, I love people, and people are valuable to me. Like, even my, uh, my coworker at work, you know, I, um, 
I, uh, you know, take him for coffee every morning. I, every opportunity I can, I bless him. You know, how much is somebody's soul worth to God? If, if $5 is worth, you know, his soul, you know what I mean? I'll buy him a coffee. You know, like, like I said to you before, like I, I put a bag of tools together for him. I said, God, I want to be good to him. He said, put a bag of tools together for him. You know, he's been working with me ever since, but, you know, he's, he's, he's getting it. And he's, 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 he's learning about sowing and reaping and, and uh, you know, being a blessing. And, like, he's like, he's like, James, he's like, he's like, you're in the right place at the right time, like, every single time. You know, like, we were at a customer's house the other day, and uh, he, uh, I'll try to make this fast. But anyways, we had a customer's house the other day, and we were working on the burner, and so there's this old guy who was getting together all these tools, and I seen these tools that I liked, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, I've been looking everywhere for those. I said, what are you doing? Are you getting ready for a yard sale? He said, well, yeah, I am. And so anyways, Blake looks, my coworker, he looks over, he goes, oh, my gosh, he's got records. So, and that's his thing, right? So anyways, so I said, uh, I said yes, sir. I said, uh, how much do you want for these? He said, oh, he said, oh, $10 for the tools and 5 bucks for the records. My coworker was like, oh my gosh, $5. And there was like 40 records there. But anyways, he goes, he goes home after getting these records. And well, I said to the customer, I said, I don't have no money. I said, Blake, you, he says, and the guy's like 80 years old. He goes, he goes, oh, uh, I got e-transfer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was like, I was like, you know, I cut my coworkers young. I said, you got e-transfer? He goes, oh yeah. <laughs> so it's, but anyway, so, so anyways, he transfers. He goes home, and he, he comes back to Nestle. He goes, he goes, man, those records, he goes, they're worth like 400 bucks online. And then he's got a, he's got a, he's got a record that's signed by three of the uh, platinum, bond, platinum, platinum blonde record. Signed, all three of them. He's like, man. It's like, praise God. I see, you know, we're always in the right place at the right time. You know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you're valuable to God. You know, you, your life is not your own. You know, I wrote in my margin, someone bought you at the pawn shop, the pearl of great price. You know, it, sure, I like getting the, the old tools and stuff, but I like going to the pawn shops and looking and just, I just like, I like those old old things or whatever. I love that. You know, like old furniture and stuff. Heather's like, huh, you know, but I have my own little room now. <laughs> I, I always said another man's junk is another man's treasure. But, you know, I, uh, I remember, <laughs> but anyways, I, I said, uh, you know, I, I, this is what I said in my margin. Someone bought you out of the pawn shop, a pearl of great price. You know, I remember uh, when I first got my first job, I, I um, you know, I tithed and stuff like that. But, uh, but I already had my rent paid. And I took that money and I went down to the pawn shop and I, I bought something that I always wanted. I bought a gold chain. And I tell you, man, I wore that gold chain. I was just like, oh, I love it, you know. But, you know, but for, for, for a man having nothing, for nothing, that was my most valuable possession. And I still even remember Pastor Paul picking me up at Micmac Mall one time. I said, I'm going to be at Micmac Mall. Can you pick me up there? Yeah. And, and I said, uh, I came in the, came in the, uh, the, the van and, and I, I had a pendant. I, bought a, I saved up my money and I bought a pendant, like an eagle pendant. And that was the most valuable thing that I, that I had to my possession. And I thought that was valuable. But you know what's more valuable? Was my life towards God. 
And God said, I'm jealous towards you. He said, I want you to sow it. And I even, I just said, Lord, okay, what do you want to do? I'll sow it. And so anyways, I was reading, I was reading, uh, you know, my Bible. And then I all of a sudden heard God say, no, I don't want you to give it anymore. I was like, okay. It's all right. So anyways, and then a couple minutes later, I was reading it, still reading. And God says, okay, I want you to give it. So I did, you know, and uh, that was um, Brian Hooper, Joey Hooper's, uh, Joey Hooper's cousin. And uh, Brian started crying. It was the first time that, that God ever gave him something. And uh, I, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, like I said to you before, I don't hold anything with a tight grip. I always hold anything with a loose grip. You know, but we're, uh, you know, your life is valuable to God. You know, and, uh, but your life is valuable to others too. Your life is valuable to people. And, you know, what we say and how we live give people, give people hope. You know, uh, Reverend Ann was talking about the light. You know, Matthew chapter 5. I'm trying to wind down on this. But Matthew chapter 5, verse, um, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the light. You are the influence wherever you go. You're an influence. Just like my, my, my coworker, I'm an influence to him. I'm not being influenced by him. I'm being an influence to him. You know, and what you say and what you pray, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's powerful. Like, I'll tell you a story. I was working one day and like we had the rain today. So you know what it was like today? Raining like that? It was raining like that probably about a month and a half ago. And uh, so anyways, I'm in the van and I pull into the customer's driveway and I'm thinking, I do not want to get out of this van. I do not want to get wet. <laughs> right? Because I have to go back to the van. I go to grab all my tools and go in the house. So it's like, you know, a minute or so that I'm out in the rain. Downpour. Like today. And I was you ever you ever get to a point where you're like, you want to say something, but you don't want to sound stupid? It, it sounds sounds foolish. It's like, oh, that sounds foolish. You don't want to say something like that. But I I was like, I was like, I would love this rain to stop. Right? And this is what I was thinking in my mind. And the Lord said, speak to it. As soon as he said, speak to it, I said, rain, stop. Like that. And all of a sudden he went, stopped. And my, my coworker there, he's like, whoa. <laughs> he's like, whoa. And I didn't say nothing. I was just chill about it, right? <laughs> just get out. <laughs> just get out, get my tools and stuff. We do the job. We come back out. I said, oh, man, it's nice and sunny and hot. And it was, right? And we get into the, and get into the, get into the van, and I said that. He goes, man, now you're scaring me. I told him today, I said, no, the Lord didn't tell me to speak to the rain today. <laughs> but, you know, Matthew chapter 5, you know, it says, uh, Matthew chapter 5, um, verse 7 says, it says, Think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets, but I've not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And it says, Verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, not this one little thing in no wise will pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. He said, whosoever there shall break one of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of God. But whosoever shall do them and teach them, he shall be called what? Great in the kingdom of heaven. If you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, let the glory of God shine through you. Let the glory of God shine through you. 
You know, John, John chapter 17, I, uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus said, uh, you know, when he was praying to the Father, he said, you know, I, well, let's read, let's read it. John chapter 17, I'm almost done here. Can you guys bear with me for a little bit more? Okay. John chapter 17, verse 21, it says, that they all be one as you, Father, and I are one, uh, or we are one. And it says, um, that they may be one with us and that the world might believe that you have sent me. He said, in the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Our personality, our presence, our character should display the glory of God. Our personality, our presence, and our character should display the glory of God. The Bible says in John, 1 John 4, 17, he says, herein is love perfected, because as he is in this world, so are we. So are we, right? What did he say in John chapter 12? Except the corn of wheat falls on the ground and dies. It abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It sounds, it sounds foolish to me. But he's talking about dying to self. If we can just learn to die to self and let his glory shine through us, then he would, what the Bible says, he'd draw all men unto himself. Right? So, it's always the will of God for us to bear fruit. Like, you know, like, it was really cool hearing Gleb's testimony. And I'm so honored to, you know, when I pray for your brother. And then hear about your mom and dad. That, that is awesome. I'm so, you know, God is good. And, you know, we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. You know, wait till, wait till you see what he does next in your life. You know, and God, you know what, God, wait till he does something good in your life. God is no respecter of persons. You know, all he re- requires you to do is use your faith. Release your faith, build your faith up again, and use it again. That's all he wants you to do, right? But it's always it's the will of God, and I'm, it's always the will of God to, you know, bear fruit. But, you know, I've learned this one thing. Uh, fruit is no good unless it's picked and eaten. Fruit is no good unless it's picked and eaten. You know, I have a blueberry bush that's producing blueberries. It's no good unless I pick it and eat it and enjoy it. You know, your life bearing fruit is not just for you. It's for someone else to pick off. You know, why does he say about the fruit of the spirit, which is love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and faith, meekness and temperance? Do you think that's all for you? I think love, joy, and peace is for you, but the rest is for others. You know, let people eat off your life. Let people pick off your life. You'd be good to someone, right? You know, and it's time to stay on the road and not, not be in the ditch anymore. There's many times, you know, opportunities to be in the ditch, but no, I'm going to stay on the road. I'm going to stay on my path. I'm going to stay at my post, right? I'm going to do what God says to do, and I'm going to say what he wants me to say. I'm going to, you know, just be obedient to him, you know, and be faithful, be faithful to the body of Christ. Be faithful to the church. You know, people need people. I need you. You need me. We can't do it alone, right? You know, let Jesus be lifted up in your life. The Bible says he, he, when he's lifted up, he will what? Draw men. You know, when we walk in love, when we walk in humility, that's the key. Dying to self. You know, except the corner wheat falls on the ground, it dies. 
and abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Die to self. You know? You know how I die to self? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. That's how I die to self. You know, but, but you know what? The Bible says that your wife is the, f- is, is, is the favor of the Lord. He who finds a good wife finds a good thing and attains the what? Favor of the Lord. I'm so glad for my wife. You know, like when I was standing over there and watching her, you know, we have testimony after testimony. And all we did was stay plugged in, stay faithful. I, I always say fat, faithful, available, and teachable. You know, and when you stay fat, you'll eat the what? Fat of the land, the good of the land, you know, seasoned. Let your speech be seasoned with what? Grace. Yeah. And salt too. He said you're salty too, right? But praise God. Thank you so much for, for letting me, uh, you know, speak into your lives. And it's, it's an honor. It truly is. I love you. I, I just honor you today. Everyone is. And, you know, yeah, you guys are the, you guys are the cream of the crop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> praise God. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.